0: Five, loading. Four.
1: Into Sheringham. I'm so sorry, sure
0: Sonny. Three, almost there. Two. Cross
1: and that sees tonight again. And Donovan
0: is gone. Oh, can you believe this? One. Here we go. Now. now. Introducing Sunday League Finest podcast with your host David Donis and Roberto O. B. Hernandez.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Sunday League's Finest. Um, I hope you guys all had a great weekend celebrating America's independence. And for those of you guys that didn't, well, too bad for you. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Hot dogs, burgers, and soccer. Nothing better. David, how was your weekend?
0: Yeah, baby. USA! USA! Can't say that enough. That's a red, white, and blue, baby, all day. Um, yeah, man, I had a great weekend. It was a crazy weekend. It was uh, I attended a, a bachelorette party, sort of, with like the guy part of it, <laughs> and then also I know it's kind of weird how it all happened, but a lot of random people showed up, sort of. That, but we all knew the bride, um, and then it was also my anniversary and uh, Obi's birthday too. Happy birthday, Obi! Did Before we, we, we went
1: over my birthday last week, bro?
0: You gonna give me yeah, another shout out? hey man but it's easy for me to remember my anniversary now thanks to you <laughs> <laughs>
1: i can't wait till they get married so i can have my day back
0: yeah exactly no but like that that weekend was kind of part of our anniversary like it was like half half our anniversary so it was it was a little bit celebrating that too but I had a great time in savannah georgia uh a lot of drinking um you know it was it was bittersweet because um saturday was a bad day for sports for me um the Hawks lost um, in the playoffs so they're out. Had a great run and obviously we'll get into it more but Atlanta United lose to last place Chicago Fire. But other than that, it was a great weekend.
1: (laughs) All right, so good in the personal life, bad in the sporting. Um, But David, everybody wants to hear about Atlanta United's debacle so let's get into the MLS Roundup. It's time. For MLS Roundup. Alright, MLS Roundup, David. You already mentioned it, dude. Atlanta United loses to Chicago Fire, one of the worst teams in the league, with an identity crisis that keeps remodeling their logo every two years, apparently. Um, David, what happened?
0: Oh, I thought you meant we were remodeling their logo. I was like, what are you talking about? You're talking about Chicago Fire.
1: Yeah, dude, um, come on.
0: <laughs> it's just funny. They keep remodeling it every time. It's still bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: comes out worse and worse
0: (laughs) um man bro what can i say uh yeah we're we're in crisis mode right now i think um to start the season we were like all right we got a new coach new players coming in um so it's gonna take some time um it's been enough time um and uh it's just it's chicago fire was in last place so we're like you know we could probably get get a win finally um but no, dude, we got we got played off the field and we lost three 0 So it was just bad all around. And you could tell if you look at the like the substitutions, just hoping something sticks. Trying all different kinds of players. Um, Joseph didn't play. Obviously, he was coming back from the Copa America and also um, um, had COVID. So it's just there's a lot of it's just there's not a lot of chemistry there. Um, And then it's not going to get any better because we're we're about to lose uh, Miles Robinson, George Bello, Brad Guzan to the Gold Cup. And then we're also going to lose Barco to the uh, under-23 Olympics. So uh, it's going to be tough, man. And uh, I know Heinz is in hot seat right now, and so is Carlos Bocanegra because obviously he was the face of all the changeover from when we – and all the issues that, that that came to light with Data Martino and even, even Frank DeBoer. So they're going to need to do something major to turn all, all this around. Um, but even though we talk about it over and over again, MLS is a forgiving league. So, um, you know, we're, we, we're in 12 points sitting, uh, we've got 12 points sitting in the 10th place. Uh, but that last playoff spot in the East is sitting on 16 points. So it, you know, two or three wins in a row could really change the script, but right now it doesn't look like it, man.
1: Do you think Atlanta would
0: actually pull the plug
1: on hindsight rather than give him at least one season?
0: I think if let's say the, let's say out of the next three games, if we don't at least get, I would say a win and a draw, I think they might they might cut them.
1: Well, now that we're talking bad about them, they should be able to win, right? That's what happens all the time on this show.
0: And hey, I'm hoping, man, I'm hoping. Um, but Atlanta did sign, um, uh, another player, Ahmad Sedgik, who's from, uh, I guess he's American and Bosnian from Montreal impact for a hundred K gam. Um, so th- that's their attempt. I mean, I don't really know what to make of it because he's listed as a center forward, but he's also been described as a midfield. He, uh, he started some games, and, but he wasn't a regular starter, so I don't know if that's more of a backup for Joseph, if it's a replacement for Hyman who uh, tore his ACL. Um, so it's really tough to tell right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they ha- he has two goals in 22 appearances. Um, but on the out, you know, on the other side of it, Chicago. Um, I know they've been literally one of the worst teams in the league, and they haven't been able to score. Um, but. In the last two weeks, they've combined for six goals. So, I mean, what do you think? Maybe they've, they've kind of caught a little bit of attacking brilliance now?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it could be. You're right. I mean, <laughs> we've looked at teams and they've been at the bottom of the table. Then as soon as we talk about it, they start doing well. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I don't know
1: if you call that the curse of the commentary or the blessing of the commentary or not.
0: Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you can make that like a case for every team, and you go down. But at some point, you're like, you just gotta, you gotta win some games. Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. If that's just MLS, where it doesn't matter if a team's bad or good. You know, anybody could win depending on the night.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, well, let's speak about another not so nice result over the weekend. That's my oh, beloved. Really quick,
0: really quick, really quick, really quick. Uh, the next game, Atlanta plays Nashville Dude, on Thursday. no one cares.
1: Just
0: shut up, man. Okay, is, talk about ch- Let's
1: be honest. Who's going to tune in for Atlanta game?
0: Talk talk, talk about your little losers <laughs> and your little chaparito that didn't play.
1: Um, so, anyways, LA Galaxy, we lost 2-0 versus Sporting Kansas City, who, with that win, actually ends up in first place. Um, but Chicharito got uh, injured in the warm-up, so we didn't have him. Didn't have Jonathan Dos Santos. Didn't have Efraín Alvarez because they're with the national team. Then, in the middle of our game, our center back gets hurt. And so our new debut player, debutante, I guess you would say, um, who usually plays in the midfield, now is forced to go into the back. So he's playing a center back. So that being said, with all those pieces missing, we were still able to hang up there with currently the first place team. Um, And in the first half, LA Galaxy dominated and should have scored goals left and right. Had some clear chances. I think if Chicharito's in, he puts us away. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, we didn't get it done at home. Um, it, it is frustrating. It's Fourth of July. You know, wanted to bring the the success. Uh, you know, to the fans so that we can enjoy the fireworks show a little bit better. But we didn't. Um, we didn't have the fireworks on on the field. Um, but like, like we said, we did have a good showing up until the goals. Um, but that's that's yeah. that's, a, that's a beautiful game, right? It's there in a nutshell, right? You can be the better team, but. That The team, I mean, Sporting was the one who scored the goal, so they get all the victor.
0: Right, exactly. And I think the injury report said uh, that uh, Chicharito had a, a, a UTI. That's what it was. <laughs>
1: That's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah, he had
0: some he had some vaginal cramping, I think. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, I'm just kidding. He had a calf strain, I think. Something with the calf. It's all precautionary.
0: No, he threw it because it was the Fourth of July, and he he did it just to spite.
1: They, a lot of people said he did it out of spite because he wasn't called into Mexico playing versus Nigeria, so he did it not to play.
0: How does that make any sense? What does that have to do with the galaxy?
1: That he's just saying, "All right, I'm not going to play this game either." Spying yeah. fans, bro.
0: Yeah, but anyways, y'all still sit in third place, anyways, with twenty one points. Um, so yeah, you know you ain't got too much to worry. And you also have 11 games played. So Seattle has 12 and sporting Kansas City at the top has 13 games played. But look so. at this
1: stat, bro. Goals for 17, goals against 17. <laughs> it's ridiculous, bro.
0: That's why is going to win the Golden Boot, just by those sheer numbers there that you guys get scored on so much, but also score too.
1: I agree 100%. But LA Galaxy are due to bounce back Wednesday versus FC Dallas. FC Dallas currently sitting in 12th place. So hopefully we don't pull of Atlanta United and uh, lose to one of the last place teams. Uh,
0: here we go. Dude,
1: don't hate, bro. Don't hate, appreciate. Anyways, on the brighter news, <clears throat> Julian Araujo signs a four-year extension. Uh, Julian Araujo is a right back for the LA Galaxy. Um, young, young player with a lot of promise. Um, Hopefully, I'm wrong, and hopefully he actually does something and turns into a great player. He was going to be called up for the Gold Cup, but Greg Berhalter said Julian Araujo being a dual national still doesn't know what uh national team he wants to lock himself into so he they decided not to put him on the roster so I still don't know how I feel about that but it is what it is at least we signed him for another 4 years.
0: Yeah. Good, good for you guys.
1: Hey, want to talk about another sucky team from up north?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's do it.
1: All right, Toronto. Um dude, <laughs> dude it, it was a crazy on, huh? <laughs>
0: What the heck is going on with Toronto, man? I don't know, bro.
1: It's What, what was the final score of that game? It doesn't even seem like a soccer scoreline.
0: 7-1. to one. And you know what's really crazy? It's 7-1. to one, um, But the red card didn't happen until the 78th minute for Toronto. So you
1: can't even blame that, huh? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And and, and versus... you know what's even crazy
1: Yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, go for
0: it. What's oh, even crazier is that seven different players scored for DC United. Well, six and one, uh, one own bowl. Um, but it's crazy that different players score. It's just like everybody's like, you get one, you get one. You <laughs> they're get like, one.
1: Oprah, you get a goal, and you get a goal, and you get a goal. Dude, 7-1, that's pretty sad. Uh, I mean, in any any league, a- anything around the world getting blown out 7-1 is a bad, bad sign. I mean, they gave it the first goal within the first two minutes. Then with the, at the eighth minute, they're already down 2-0. I mean, pretty crazy uh, stuff. It has 21 shots in favor of D.C. United. Um possession wise was kind of about the same but dude that's crazy 7-1 and of course David it's time for the funeral another coach lost his job that forced their hand and bam out the door Chris Armas as you guys were familiar Chris Armas was brought in from New York this season to replace Greg Vanny. just didn't get it done I mean <laughs> I was reading a bunch of the the troll the troll comments dude when they fired Chris Armas and people from New York were like we were they're like, we're so happy our plan worked. We somehow convinced Toronto that Chris Armist and our front office staff was great. And they've hired him on and our plan now worked and they they now suck. <laughs> so everybody was talking crap about him. Um apparently it was a bad hire a bad hire to begin with. But yeah, so Chris Armist is out the door. My resume is currently on its way to Toronto.
0: <laughs> do you think it's uh do you think it's really the coach or the team or both?
1: It's a little bit of both, but you would think, how do they go from, I mean, they weren't, in and, and Vanny's last season, it wasn't that they were playing amazing, but how do you go from Toronto FC who were considered a powerhouse in MLS to now, what, five points out of 13 games or 12 games or whatever it may be? hmm Yeah, so definitely, I think it's a little bit of both. I think Armas lost it when they started, when Josie Altador was suspended by the club um, and, you know, was told to kind of, practice off to a side and yeah so just definitely not the greatest
0: mix do you think it's time to you know kind of scrap the team because obviously they have bradley who's getting older who's getting big money um omar gonzalez who's you know getting money and then i mean do they still does altador still exist
1: yeah he's still there
0: is he still a person? And I mean, they even have uh, Dom Dwyer on the bench. Um,
1: Dude, that's where Dom Dwyer is. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's where he is, bro.
1: Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, it could be a, a time for a bit uh, a full overhaul and a rebuild. Um, the potential um, candidates from this list that I have here is Curtin Onofa, who, if you guys remember, used to be the LA Galaxy head coach. Coach for LA Galaxy two became the LA Galaxy head coach. Maybe five years ago was fired. Then you have John Hackworth, who's currently um, who's currently a coach for Louisville City in the USL. Carl Robinson, who was a former Vancouver Whitecaps, who's currently coaching in Australia. Tim Cahill, you know who Tim Cahill is, bro. Maybe the 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 legend uh, from Australia. You have Dominic Torrent, who obviously was at NYCFC and was Pep Guardiola's right hand man for a while. Mike Sorber who is a top man at LAFC um in the um, yeah it says yeah LAFC apparently um one of the top assistants and then Ezra Hendrickson so we'll see who gets the job done dude uh, oh and bottom of the list Roberto Hernandez I'm there dude
0: <laughs> if we can wish man um but yeah dude I think I mean it's time I mean they've they've had obviously they they did great things with um Bradley and Altidore, but dude, they're they're getting older and, you know, they're going to get, Altidore seems like he's been injured a lot the last two to three years. Uh, That's a lot of money right there tied up in those two players.
1: Yeah, I agree. So a complete overhaul. But, I mean, it was what Vanny was able to do there and build that Toronto squad was pretty impressive, dude. And when they had Giovinco and obviously they had Victor Vasquez, who we currently have at the Galaxy, it was a Mm -hmm. phenomenal team, dude.
0: Yeah, I think it's that time. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. I mean, I would think when a new coach comes in, he's going to want to make some changes too. So. I
1: agree. Speaking of new coaches, Charlotte FC making headlines with their new and first ever coach, Miguel Angel Ramirez. So Miguel Angel Ramirez, coach international and independent. Oh, I can't even say that, bro. This is gonna be off. Awesome. There you go, bro. <laughs> Tongue tied, bro. My dad's gonna come back and tell me something. Anyways, um, so do you think he's gonna have success here, or as current last trends have shown, a lot of coaches that come from South America struggle here. You get GBS, you got Hinte who's struggling right now, and I mean he came from Liga Meckes, but um, what's his name? Almeida for San Jose Earthquake. So do you think this guy will be successful? Or do you think the talent gap is just so much bigger? Like in South America, there's so much talent, right? That Mm -hmm. they can rely more on the individual players and the individual characteristics rather than the tactics. Versus when they come here, there's less talent, so they have to focus more on the tactics. So do you think he can get it done?
0: Yeah, man, you're right. You know, the track record isn't that good for South American coaches, Obviously, Tata Martino did good, great, actually, for Atlanta United. But like you mentioned, he went to Europe first before he went to MLS. So I don't know, man. It's one of those things where it's hard to tell. I mean, I think the stats are against him. So we'll see. And especially because, you know, it's it's a new team to um, Charlotte. Um, But I don't know. Maybe that might be a positive since you're starting from scratch versus taking something over.
1: Yeah, I mean he's originally born in Spain, but he's been spending a lot of his time managing the youth game. Then he finally got his debut, like I said, um in South America in Ecuador. And then he, most recently he was with Internacional in Brazil. So we'll see. He's had maybe two and a half years managed. Um yeah, we'll see if he's able to do it. Maybe Charlotte FC's trying to pull Atlanta United and just have a lot of like South American networking, huh?
0: Yeah, man. It works, dude.
1: Well, it worked, and then you guys went away from it. And then now you try to do some of it, and I don't know. Identity crisis all over Atlanta.
0: Yeah, definitely true, mijo. Definitely true.
1: Yep. So, David, uh, what other results stood out to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, we, I, I watched the Austin FC Portland game, and, uh, man, that, that, that stadium is pretty cool. Um, it was a good atmosphere, soccer-specific. Um and, I mean, they killed Portland 4-1. So, obviously, Austin FC is the expansion team this year. Um, and uh, we had John Gallagher, who was uh, who played with Atlanta last year. And actually, I think he was our top scorer last year, too, which is kind of funny to think about. Um, you know, he, he scores his, his goal, too. And I believe he assisted one. I'm not, I'm not positive on that. But, I mean, they look pretty good. And, uh, obviously, any time you beat a team like Portland, who's, you know, a, a former recent MLS champ 4-1, um, you know it's kind of a big deal, especially them being an expansion side. And um, man, the stadium atmosphere was just great. And then I liked the the, the they had like the glow in the dark green. Um, so when the stadium would go like dark, it would be like you could see the green lit up. So it was pretty it was pretty dope to see.
1: Oh, uh, that's good to hear. Uh well, the thing that surprised me on second look at their schedule here is they have a friendly scheduled versus Tigres, July thirteenth, in the middle of the season. Uh-huh. It's a, it's, money grab. it's a money grab, dude, and it's annoying. It's really annoying. <laughs>
0: dude, how many, uh, like, many Tigres fans are going to be there versus uh, Austin oh, FC fans? Probably be
1: like, more Tigres fans, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too.
1: But, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, they do play LAFC tomorrow on Wednesday night, so we'll see. That's another big test. Uh, LAFC, um, obviously, they've been known to be one of the better teams in I guess, you know, we've been talking about them a lot. Um, They lost a couple weeks ago versus Sporting KC. Then they beat Rossall Salt Lake. Um, They're currently sitting in fifth place, so I guess not horrible, but you just expect a little bit more from that team.
0: Yeah, agreed, mijo.
1: Yeah. So, David, anything else you want to talk about in the MLS?
0: No, man, I think that's it. Other than uh, Atlanta United need to pull their shit together, man. (laughs)
1: all right well we'll go into their counterparts the nwsl staying in la in this la theme you have angel city fc obviously they were announced like a year ago a year and a half ago i believe now they've now finally launched their logo david well if you guys haven't seen it um make sure you could just do a quick google search but it's definitely a unique logo uh david i'll let you give you two cents first
0: Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, like for the background is black, says Angel City FC and there's like a pink dove kind of woman looking figure. Um, I actually think it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, so I want to, your opinion, but you can't let your hate fuel you when you describe how you feel about this crest, Obi.
1: I just, I don't know. I, at first glance, it's, it's it's nothing that pops off the page. It's nothing that I'm like, whoa, this is sick. When I saw Austin FC's logo, I thought it was cool. You know, on the tree, everything about it. Um, There's a couple other logos that pop off, but this one doesn't. It's just like, it's a weird mix. Uh, I can't even tell that it's soccer related. Um, other than the crest is really the only reason you can tell it's soccer.
0: What, do you want a soccer ball on it?
1: No, but it's something, dude. You can't, I don't know. It's a little bit I weird.
0: I don't know. Uh, let's put up a poll, man, because I think it looks fresh. I just, look, less is more. Sometimes you don't need a whole lot going on. I, th- I think it's pretty cool, honestly.
1: I don't know. I thought their whole explanation of the crest itself was a little bit like they were reaching. You know, for example, this one, the 22-degree angle at the top of the shield represents the club's inaugural 2022 season. All right, cool. And the 22 <laughs> players on the field. Like, okay, dude, so you're going for the other team at the same time you're playing? It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, that I don't know. That one was weird. Um, obviously, they said it, the 12 feathers represent the unity between the 11 players and supporters. Okay, I get it. They're trying to go with the 12th man, right, is what they're trying to do there. Um, what do you think about the color of it? It's like a pink peach, I guess, and it's supposed to represent the sunrises and sunsets in L.A.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they were trying to go for something different because obviously, you know, LAFC, you know, took the 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 gold and the black and then y'all have like, I guess it's like a lighter gold, would you say? Like a yellow, more of a yellow, yeah. right? And a blue. So I guess they were trying to do something that wouldn't fall in be- with y'all's and so I would think the, really the only colors you could either do would be, like, um, what they did now with the peach or, like, an orange. But, again, that's kind of, like, what you guys already got going. So I don't think there were a lot of options unless you flip it on its head and make, like, the main uh, bird ladies, whatever the color, <laughs> white, <laughs> white, and then the other color, like, a peach color. I don't know. But well, I mean, supposedly I'm, I'm cool the, back,
1: the back end of the, like, wing, I guess. It's supposed to be like um, representing the red red hawk that lives in Southern California, and it's kind of funny because LA itself is literally the reason why all these like birds are going extinct, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, "Oh, we got to save the hawks." It's like, "Yo, well, yeah, you guys, you the literal city of LA, and that's the fact that I like I love LA. Well, I like LA. Um, is literally a city that's not supposed to be sustainable on its own." And it's using everybody else's resources to put it there and people still move there. So it's like the the city that claims they care about the economy is literally the worst. Not the economy oh, for that. Not the economy, sorry. Sorry, not now. the economy for the Whoa. ecosystem and all this. Environment. It's literally like one of the worst cities for the environment.
0: They should have that endangered uh, snake that you guys have and just put it on the crest.
1: <laughs> the endangered snake?
0: Oh no, that's a Bakersfield, isn't it? Where you live?
1: I don't, dude. I don't know. I mean, we got snakes over here, but I don't know if there's one endangered. No,
0: do you tell me the solar fears There's like a, there's oh, like
1: an endangered. It's a, it's a Mojave green, bro.
0: Isn't that a snake?
1: Yeah, it's a snake. I don't know if it's endangered. Yeah, I know the it's, hell I know you it's poisonous.
0: What snake am I talking about? I know it's about? poisonous. Bro, I'm about to choke you out. Oh my gosh.
1: David, get our factory right before we get on the show, bro. <laughs> um,
0: dude, I'm going to do that for like whatever like uh, species or something that you're like in danger because of you. Just put it on a crest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's, a, hey, what's endangered in Atlanta, bro? Uh, dude,
0: I, don't, I don't know. We got, we got too many bugs and insects and all kinds of critters.
1: Yeah. Hey, dude, it's pretty crazy that you guys call them lightning bugs when we call them fireflies. Sorry. That's I was because stupid. Yeah, right, dude. Anyways, moving on. So, David, you got to create that poll. Everybody's got to give us their two cents on this Angel City FC logo.
0: Yeah, I want to know what you guys think. And you better agree with me. <laughs>
1: um everybody has a free free train of thought everybody can think what they want say what they want unless it disagrees with me
0: (laughs) yeah pretty much
1: um so another nwsl news 15 year old olivia motri makes debut for portland thorns dude um so 15 year old dude what do you think you think she's gonna live up to the hype or too
0: young to have it there Oh, well, first of all, I think she's not Latina. So what's with the accent?
1: <laughs> Motri, Sorry, I thought, like I thought it was like a French. That is like a French accent, bro.
0: Dude, you know, people that are like French in America, they're like super white. You just you lose a French accent a long time ago, Maltry. man.
1: Montreal. Sorry, sorry, dude. Well, anyways, they ended up winning 2-0 over Racing Louisville. Our Gotham FC one one versus Kansas City. Houston Dash, 2-0 over Olymp- Olympic Leon Reign. And then Chicago Red Stars, 1-0 over the Washington Spirit, dude. And then um, on 4th of July, Orlando Pride lost 2-0 versus North Carolina Courage. So the Courage beat out the Pride. And obviously, they have multiple games coming up. Friday, July 9th, the 10th, and then the weekend. So it's getting a bigger separation at the top. And uh, Kansas City is still yet to yeah, win a dude. game
0: geez three points um so their last place with three points and then uh ol rain the second to last is seven points so you there's even a, like starting a gap between 10th and ninth <laughs> <Well, laughs> and dude, they have a game more than them too yeah well you
1: can't even win a bad. damn game look 13 goals against bro that's awful yeah that's bad
0: yeah but no, with uh, with Moultrie, yeah, she made her debut in the 83rd minute. Um, so I don't, she didn't do anything crazy, but that's pretty cool either way that a 15 year old. Um, what well, we
1: have it, a Freddie Adu on our hands, meaning does her that career was never take proven. off? No, oh. not the age thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about like great potential and never really got there to what they expected.
0: Um. I think with Freddie Adu was different. Um, I think just obviously, you know, the obviously there's a male and a female, right? And uh, the male is in sports, especially soccer, is probably going to get more more hype, right? So I think he might do better because he's probably going to fly under the radar most likely. Um, and you know, and also it's like, uh, you know, the, the competition too. It, like you know, we've seen it with the US women's national team where they just kill all the other teams like without even trying so you know i think she's gonna have more of a chance versus freddie where he was just like thrown out in the limelight in front of everybody um now the only way i could see maybe like the same thing happening to her is because she's a 15 year old female and they want to you know they want to show like women like women empowerment that women can do everything and they start getting her like on you know like all this nike stuff or TV shows and all this stuff, and then she ends up getting, like, all this hype, and she hasn't really done anything yet, you know? So it's almost better where you got, like, moderate hype, and you kind of just, like, build on that versus, like, just getting thrown out there to the wolves. Do you
1: think that's why,
0: like, all these big
1: countries like Germany, England, Brazil, Argentina, they constantly produce players because... When a player's coming through, they're not, like, hyping them up to be the next biggest thing. They're just kind of like, oh, whatever. We'll see what happens because they're kind of used to it versus an American at five years old. If they scored uh, five goals in a game, we're like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, dude, this is going to be the next Messi and we need to sign them. You're much, probably right.
0: right. Uh, you're probably right, yeah, because think about all the talent that Brazil and Ar- 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 Argentina produce on a given basis. So they've seen players with a ton of potential and then they flare out. So they probably, they're probably more reserved than we are because we don't see that as often
1: yeah yeah i agree i agree but speaking about the u.s women's national team we're going to move into the americans broad slash internationals u.s women's national team beat mexico twice david was it even a competition david
0: let me ask you something should they be scrimmaging against men
1: oh so to get better competition you're talking about
0: Yes, because we've, they've done this before. I think they scrimmaged the U15 FC Dallas boys a, a while back. And I forget what the score was, but I, I was remember like it was... like 7-0 wasn't.
1: for FC Dallas. Yeah,
0: so it was not really competitive. Um, but, you know, again, I don't know how good it is to be. I don't know if it's better to lose that way and have better competition or to just drill these other national teams and end up being close. Um but obviously, you know, you're not. I don't think you're gonna make the revenue you do for these friendlies that you would if you just, you know, scrimmage a U15, U16, insert boys team here, right?
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? It's competition-wise, I think they would have a better chance playing, you know, obviously a U19 team or a U17 team, one of those type of teams. But like you said, you're not gonna get the money from USA versus Mexico or USA versus. I don't know whatever other team they're they're playing, um, because it would kind of take away from the, I guess the awe, like better competition, but it'd be like oh it kind of seems more like a friendly, more like a scrimmage, right, rather than a, an official international game. So, I think competition wise, they would need to move away. Like we talked about, maybe playing top D one programs, you know, women's D one programs here, um, or maybe even top, I don't know, in the off season, maybe play the NWSL teams or. Oh, wow. I think that
0: would be cool, like the top NWSF team, uh, you know, and hopefully they don't have a lot of national team players. But, or, yeah, co- uh, top college female teams. Um, but, yeah, again, I don't, I don't know if they would uh, crush them too. <laughs>
1: That'd be but, interesting.
0: But yeah, but a lot of these teams, I mean, we see the scores. I mean, I was, I was like, oh, the game started. And then I'm like five minutes in, it was already 2-0. So it's like. You know, I don't know how much does that really prep you for the Olympics or a World Cup, but then again, they win them. So does it really matter at the end of the day?
1: Yeah, that's so true. Hey, you can't you can't mess with results, dude. The bottom line is, like you said, U.S. Women's National Team wins
0: championships. They get it done. Hey, um, so do Do how long? I, we talk about this. How long do you think it's gonna take for the rest of the world to catch up
1: on the women's side? Yes. I think they've already caught up, to be honest. Um, I'm not saying really? this. Yeah. I what think do you mean? Well, when we're looking at it as a total, like, overall. So, all right. Let, let's think about this. For the longest time, USA pumped money in, and infrastructure into girls soccer here in the U.S., college-wise and whatever else it may be. For the longest time, those opportunities weren't available in a lot of these other countries, even, like, the Englands and France. Now they've started pumping money into it, and they're starting to get really good we're in the sense of, like, you even saw our, our players win abroad to play in the English League, right? Um, and when you watch the games, yeah, our team still win, but soccer IQ-wise, dude, I think the other teams are there, and I give it another maybe World Cup cycle before we're really feeling the heat.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. I think you have a few teams... That can uh, compete like Germany, France, uh, Canada.
1: Okay, if we're talking about the rest of like ninety-seven percent, then yeah, you're right. We're they're far behind. But yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Because okay, yeah, there's there's a there's you know four or five teams. That's too little. Like you, when's it gonna be where I can I guess let's say like ten to fifteen competitive teams. Ten to fifteen, like, I'd say probably 10 like or ten to fifteen years.
1: years. <laughs> yeah. 10 or 15 years, maybe, if those countries start putting a lot of money into it. Because in the last World Cup, Jamaica was there, and all their coaching staff was volunteer, dude. <clears throat> so, yeah. I mean, until they actually start pumping a lot of money into it, I I don't see it happening. At least in the sense of, like, a lot more competition. Because right now, there's like you said, there's four or five, maybe six teams that can give the U.S. a, a run for their money.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: Well, in other U.S. news, uh, Christian Pulisic seems to be enjoying uh, his holidays, huh? A little bit too much.
0: Boats and hose, bro. Boats and hose. Uh,
1: he was uh, doing a... Was it like an ad or was it just like for fun?
0: I think it was just chilling. I don't know who, who dared him or what it was. So but he was like... He...
1: Yeah, he's like sitting on the side of the boat juggling and someone's like recording. There's a big old fish like underneath him and... Basically, he lost like control on one, and he like extended to try to bring the ball back in, and he fell off the boat into the ocean. Dude, I've never seen him move so fast to get back onto the boat. He was like, I hate the ocean. I hate the ocean.
0: Uh, but, yeah, it was, a, it was I think it was like a, a Goliath grouper. think thing was huge. But he was like, yeah, he was dug the ball, and he did that thing where your like, leg goes over the ball, and then Around you catch the it. Yeah, around the world, that's what it's called. And he he did it, but like at the end, he was kind of excited, so he, he kind of almost fell in a little bit, and he kind of lands on the fish. Um, <laughs> Poor but fish. But it's so stupid. It's so it's a big ass fish, so he didn't even feel it. But it's so stupid because we people, get- people are getting mad because the the, the the fish is supposed to be endangered. Um, so oh really? I, it, I, yeah, I don't really know. If maybe it's like,
1: maybe the I, fish will end up on Angel City's logo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's pretty funny but um it's i don't know like if people really are mad it's what we talk about all the time because it was on social media so but so uh, can they not know. catch it
1: or was it a catch and release
0: i think think i think they caught it and i don't know what they did with it but i mean they're not mad if they like they, they caught it and ate it they were just mad that police fell on it <laughs> um but here's like this twitter page from it's called blue planet society this is abusing a threatened Goliath Grouper for a social media video is a new low. Wow. Yeah,
1: it is what it is, dude. You're never gonna be able to do anything right, dude. You're eating tacos one day, and someone's gonna be like, "Wow, abusing the meat industry just to uh, get social media likes."
0: Yeah, dude. It's just like, um, remember that that viral video of the uh, the kangaroo that gets that guy's dog, and he's like got him in a little like headlock or whatever. And he he it? It. Yeah, oh. and then he goes in and he, like, punches a kangaroo in the oh, face. Oh, yeah. And then he gets his dog. And they were like, oh, that's cool. You know, he went and got his dog. And then, dude, that guy got so much hate. Peter trying to sue him and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, bro, come on, chill.
1: I think I think anybody would do that for their dog.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those ridiculous things. But, anyways, it was kind of funny. to, to And the guy, <laughs> I guess just because sick, you know, he's obviously a big name. Um, So now he's getting all the positive and negative and just straight-up weird media attention.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Well, (laughs) obviously, there's not much in the Americans abroad, but we're going to move on to the rest of the world. First and foremost, Barcelona making splashes, bro. They're signing players left and right. Gunnar Guerrero, Memphis Depay, Eric Garcia. Oh, Going to re-sign Messi on the contract negotiation? Whoa, hold it there. They can't even register those players because currently Barcelona is a crazy, absurd amount of money over the uh, salary cap. So they can't even register any of those players. In it. And as of right now, they can't even offer Messi a new contract because they can't register. That's What do you think about that? Do you think that's a mismanagement? Or do you think the new president, like Laporte, that just came in, knew that was going to happen and now they're going to sell off all the rest of the players?
0: So I'm not... I- Exactly sure when? Well, no, I think it was it was well known. It was this. I reading an article that came out last year, so they, they knew about it. But so so here here's the thing. So they lower the cap, which I didn't even know they had a cap, uh, to be honest with you. But they lower the cap um, after COVID to make sure you know teams are um, financially healthy, because um, obviously with COVID it was impacting everybody. Um, and, and soccer clubs are, aren't exempt from that. So the salary cap used to be um, 2.9 billion euros for the for the entire league. And they went down to 2.3 billion euros. And then they adjusted for each team. So each club has a different salary cap uh, based on a bunch of different factors that include revenues, costs, and debts, debt, which is pretty wild. So that means... Barcelona has a different salary cap than Real Madrid, which is crazy because that is it's crazy for American sports because that would never happen. It's just if you got the money, you, you do it. And if you don't, you don't. Um, so Barca uh, before uh, or last year, they had a, um, a six hundred and seventy one million dollar euro budget. Uh, dollars to dollar in euro 6671 million euro budget and it goes all the way down to 400 or 383 million euros so that's like you know almost almost half it's pretty crazy
1: they're currently 200 million over the salary cap so do you think that's i guess that's not really barcelona well it is but i was gonna say like that's not really barcelona's fault that the league changed it drastically right
0: yeah, I mean it's true because those contracts would have been, you know, like they go into like you know you have three long term deals. So regardless, like you would have still had that budget. So it's hard for everybody to make that adjustment in just a year.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be hard to kind of offload a bunch of people, but we'll see what teams take advantage.
0: Be, it's just gonna be messy. That's it.
1: We'll we'll see what teams take advantage, dude, and try to you know poach some players at a <laughs> at a cheap cost.
0: Or can they loan them all out?
1: they could technically loan them. I think if the other team takes all their wages, but that's a difficult thing. Like a lot, Barcelona overpays a lot of their players, dude. That's true. So what team is going to want to take somebody on loan for that much, you know, money?
0: Yeah. Um, and just really quick on the whole salary cap budget. Cause it kind of blew my mind the way their system works. Um, so Barca has, uh, I mentioned $383 million euros for this season. And, um, Madrid has uh, 468 million, so that's a big gap for for it to be so close every year. You know,
1: yeah, between the two biggest clubs in Spain.
0: Yeah, that's 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 wild, you know. Yeah, I agree. And then the smallest the smallest La Liga salary cap is uh, uh, the promoted club Elche with 34 million euros. Did we talk about the disparities of, like, smaller market teams in America versus big ones? Dude, this is, like, on a whole other level, bro. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it's pretty bad, dude. I, I guess that's a way of making sure Madrid or Barcelona keep winning, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. Because, they, yeah, they still give it more. But, I mean, even then, I mean, it's not like they have the money to exceed that probably anyways, even if they wanted to. But, like, I think, you know, what was... Uh, do you remember in the World Series when the Dodgers played um the was, was it was the Marlins? Yeah. No no. No um no, no, no. Tampa Bay Tampa, Bay Bay, race. Tampa Bay Tampa Bay, Bay Rays. Yeah cuz I think you guys had like a budget of like 200 million and I think the Rays had something like I don't know like 50 70 million or something like that.
1: That was uh, um, it was a huge discrepancy, you know, different. Yeah,
0: it was a huge discrepancy, but like that's uh minuscule compared like if you compare and shed to Real Madrid, dude. It's like ten times as many.
1: Yeah, dude. I don't. And you said it. It's all based off of like their profits and other factors, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's so that the clubs are ran financially healthy, which you could argue that Madrid and Bars that haven't been doing that so they probably get a little, like, nudge and a wink and be like, ah, oh, it's all right, you know. You guys are have negative profits for the last five years, so that's all right.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I agree with that. And speaking about Barcelona and Real Madrid, Spain in the Euros, for the first time ever, did not have Real Madrid players in, like, I don't know, like, seven years or something like that. And, David, unfortunately, they were eliminated today in PKs versus... Italia. Um, I said it before, Italia, 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 Italy is playing some good soccer today. I think Spain dominated it. I think Spain deserved to go through. But unfortunately, they couldn't score the goals, and it is what it is. But, David, what did you think of the game today?
0: Yeah, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Uh, Spain beat Switzerland um, in the previous round in, in penalties. So, um, you know, now they it didn't, it didn't come up with this time for them. So they lose in penalties, and, um, you know, what can you say? Italy's had a good tournament, and I think they're just feeling it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Hopefully they're able to pull it off. Um, I think they're now – because before the uh, Euro started, there's like 32 uh, matches unbeaten. So now what? that so like 35, 30 – no, like, yeah, I don't know, 36, 37. Um, so it's going to be impressive to see if they can go undefeated and win it all. Um, tomorrow, England versus Denmark. Who are you rooting for, and who do you think goes through?
0: Well, I like underdogs, so I'm gonna go for Denmark. But I think England takes it because it's coming home, baby. It's
1: coming home. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I think I'm going for England. And I think they go through. But in the final, I'm going Italy all the way. Last thing I need is a bunch of English coaches thinking they're the best thing in the world again. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i think i think italy takes it to um you know the, the crazy thing with england is uh to get to the semifinals. that beat ukraine 4-0 and you know obviously denmark um you know they, they've done well so far but uh i don't know if uh, you know i don't know if england's gonna be ready to play italy even if they beat denmark because i think just based on the competition so far they played and obviously they beat germany 2-0 which is a huge result for england but we all saw how germany struggled early on in the tournament um so it's going to be interesting to see, to see it, how they uh, play against it italy but i mean one thing is on their side is it's at wembley
1: yeah they got home field advantage for sure we we saw how crazy those english fans are dude it's it's going to be a good one it's going to be a good atmosphere and uh, can't wait for the final dude
0: yeah, I'm ready to mind our cra- beautiful crazy. listeners when the final is. July eleventh, baby. It's gonna be wild. I can't wait to see English people doing crazy stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, last time they were jumping all over the stands it's pretty fun to watch it.
0: <laughs> are you talking about where they broke into old Trafford dude?
1: No, I'm not talking about that,
0: dude. <laughs> um, hey and, and and before we switch gears to uh, Copa America, bro, how do you feel about um, obviously, we I mentioned in Germany that they, you know, they got eliminated by England, and you know they didn't really have that good of a tournament. And then also Belgium, dude, you know they they, they had all this hype for so long with, um, you know, uh, Lukaku with the um Eden Hazard, um, all these big players, and uh, they they haven't won anything, bro. Yeah,
1: I think, I think it's it was definitely their last time. Like you know, their golden age to compete at the highest level. Um, I think they'll still be competitive, but I think Belgium won't be like serious contenders anymore. Um, unfortunately, they just weren't able to do it with their golden, age, you know, age. But we'll see if they're able to produce something else. Germany, I think they still have the talent. Um, it could, I don't know what what it is with them. Could just be that I don't know how long was Joachim Low there for
0: like i don't know he's still picking his nose i know not even picking his nose (laughs) this dude was scratching his his butt and grabbing toilet
1: paper out of there and smelling it oh dude that's insane i I saw that and i was like this is what it takes to be at the next level i guess i gotta do it um but hindsight flake is gonna take over them maybe like a new coast new energy maybe they revitalize and they keep going
0: yeah, I mean, it's Germany, so uh, I don't see them um, staying down too long. Um, I think they're going to bounce back and uh, tear it up again. It's German machine, bro. Dash machine. Yep.
1: All right. Well, Copa America, dude. Yesterday's game, Brazil versus Peru. Brazil takes a win 1-0. I think man of the match in that one is Pedro Gallegse, Um the goalkeeper <laughs> for uh, Peru. Also, Orlando City goalkeeper. Stood on his head, had multiple great saves. Um, obviously, it took a moment of a flair from Neymar um, to, to get that uh, the, the goal. And uh, yeah, I think it was well deserved from Brazil.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, they two uh, back to back 1 0 results for Brazil. Um, so Argentina's kind of, uh, you know, they haven't really struggled as much as uh, Brazil has. But I mean, you look at the competition, I mean, Peru. You know, they've, they've been a good side um, and they, you know, played Chile, the for, former uh, recent champions, too. So, uh, you know, Argentina had to play Ecuador and they won three zero um, Ecuador with, with, with a red card in that game, too. And then before that, they, they played uh, Bolivia. So, um, you know, it hasn't, it, you know, it hasn't been it's been I feel like it's been a lot tougher for Brazil than it's been for Argentina. But now, I mean, Argentina is going to have the real test against uh, Colombia today
1: i don't think it's going to be a test i think argentina runs through them um obviously by the time you guys listen to this the game will be over um unless you're really dedicated to listen to it right away um but i i I don't think colombia is a from what i've seen i don't think they're gonna give argentina much of a threat i think uh messi puts this one away easily
0: yeah i think so too um uh, obviously when i watch these games uh, you know it's hard not to root for the underdog team But also, you know, I really want, I think everybody wants to see, you know, Brazil against Argentina, Neymar versus Messi. So, um, you know, hopefully it happens.
1: That's exactly what you want to see at the Copa America. And I hope Argentina beats Brazil. So, obviously, they got to get by Colombia first, um, see how they do. Um, I think it's going to be a good one. But I'm a little bit conflicted, David. Uh, I guess we'll get into it a little bit. But Argentina plays... Very closely at the same time as our beloved Guatemala.
0: Yeah, and that's actually the the main game of the whole Euros and Copa America. <laughs> but um really quick, just to the final, of the Copa America is July 10th in the, in the Maracana. So Brazil's gonna so, have home field. Man, great like weekend. They have this whole time.
1: Great weekend. <laughs> great dude. weekend. You got, you know, the Gold Cup starting July 10th. The finals Copa America July 10th the final of the Euros, July 11th. So, great weekend. And you have the Conor McGregor-Dustin Poirier fight July 10th. Ooh, let's get it, baby. It's going to be a great let's go, weekend.
0: Let's go, Dustin Poirier.
1: F off, dude.
0: <laughs> Who the no, fuck but... is that guy? <laughs> so, uh, we mentioned the Gold Cup. There's a preliminary round first. So, we had the... Uh, they're all one-offs. So, we had the first round um, this past weekend and, uh Guatemala beat Guyana 4-0. So they're finally scoring goals. Um, and now they are going to play Guadalupe or Guadalupe, I guess, because it's their Caribbean um, team. And that um, happens today. Uh, what time did you say? It was uh, 9.30? It
1: was 6.30 Pacific Standard Time because no one cares about Eastern Standard Time.
0: Oh, my gosh. All right. For everybody else, normal time is 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. But here are um, uh, the remaining teams. um We've got Haiti against Bermuda, like I mentioned, Wate and, Gu- and Guadalupe. And then Trinidad-Tobago uh, against uh French—actually, you know what? That game just finished. Uh, and Trinidad is going to the Gold Cup. They just beat French—Guyana? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to say it without saying Guyana again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it looks like it's spelled the same as it said with a I I instead of a Y. Yeah. Um, but they won in, uh, in penalties, so Trinidad's already booked their ticket um so there's only two spots left so hopefully what gets that one and uh, I you would favor haiti to beat bermuda um but you never know bam but freaking trinidad barely making it out dude i know it's pretty crazy
1: isn't it sad that like these countries like oh, well, not sad but we have to work so hard just to make it to our regional you know uh championship round i guess you know um, so it kind of sucks. Um, and then it kind of sucks that the corner Bowl just shows us some teams, you know, still like Guana. They're from South America, but it is what <laughs> it is. Uh, Gold Cup wise, obviously, we're not going to lie. Most of the games aren't going to be like the most amazing competition to watch, but still the Gold Cup, baby.
0: Cosa nuestra. So I can speak.
1: Yeah. So Gold uh, Cup, David, it starts this weekend, July 10th, right?
0: Yep, it it does, it sure does. Um, so obviously, it, the Gold Cup is just it's it's just special to us, man. Yeah. And uh, like we mentioned before, you know, U.S. is gonna bring a mainly MLS-based team. Um, Mexico is gonna bring their 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 at least like a A-minus squad. So it's gonna be interesting to see how the U.S. holds up against not only if they end up making it to play Mexico, but against the other top teams too, like. You know, they face Canada or Costa Rica, Jamaica, Honduras, you know, all those teams.
1: Yeah. And uh, the first game of the tournament is Saturday, July 10th, El Salvador versus Curacao, dude. Can't think of two bigger nations to kick off the tournament?
0: <laughs> well, Mexico plays uh, later on the same day, right? Yeah,
1: but what's going to they- suck is they're going to be at the same time as the fight. So, another. Ooh. But it is what it is. Mexico, I think they're going to obviously make it all the way to the final, and hopefully USA does. But, hey, David, wouldn't it be a shock if Guatemala makes it to the final?
0: Dude, that'd be amazing. We need I... something after they got they bombed out of the. How do you think you know, Qatar
1: fares in this?
0: Uh, and you know what? I don't know. I guess for, from a CONCACAF perspective, it would kind of be good for us for them to get blown out, right?
1: Yeah, to kind of show like the CONCACAF is a stronger federation.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think, um, I think like when they match up against the Central American teams and probably like Jamaica, they're going to, you know, not do well. But, you know, I guess I think against the Caribbean teams, they'll, they'll do good because their group right now is already set. So their group is Honduras, Panama, Granada, and then Qatar. I think they only really, I think they will only win um, against Granada, honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, there's still some groups to be left, but any group of death there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we saw the preliminary, so, uh, you know, but uh, I mean, not probably not really. Um, well, I, I guess think... if you
1: would say everything that's more equal is probably Group D, right? Honduras, Panama, Qatar. Like in the sense of equal, not like powerhouse team, but like all those teams are pretty similar, minus Granada.
0: Um, yeah, I think it is pretty equal. Um, you know, obviously, like you know, we talked about the teams that would be preliminary. So you would have, uh, uh like I mentioned, you got Trinidad going in, and then Guatemala and Haiti. You know, I don't know. I I still, I I, I guess it's for debate. But I still consider Guatemala a tough team, like in the same breath as like Honduras and Panama, even though they've, they've, you know, haven't really um, done that well in in recent times. Um, So, you know, once they go into a group, it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm trying to figure out um, what group they would go into because it's kind of hard to tell.
1: Yeah. So it's it's here on the CONCACAF website. But here's the thing with CONCACAF, dude. Like sometimes you go to the website and you're like. Hey, who's running this thing? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. You would think it would be a little bit stronger, right? Um, but right here,
0: because they're either gonna go in the group Group C with uh, Costa Rica, Jamaica, Suriname, or with the U.S. group, which is U.S., Canada, and Martinique. Now, if if Guatemala is Guatemala's in that group, it sucks for U.S. and Guate because that's a that's a tough group, and it's tough. It's gonna be tough for Guate to. To come
1: out in the top two. Yeah, it's going to be a... No matter what, dude, we have a tough road ahead of us.
0: Yeah, but obviously you want them in the group with Jamaica and Suriname. And Costa Rica. So you could try to get that second spot.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens dude. But Guatemala, let's just make sure we win today. That's it.
0: Vamos, Guatemala. Let's go. All right, David.
1: Sum it up with the moment of the week.
0: The moment of the week goes to the Estrellas of the Copa America and our hearts, Neymar and Leo Mesti. Uh, Neymar scored the game winner against Peru. Um, you can call it a little bit fortunate, but either way, when you go at it like he does and you just pull something off, you know, it, it does take skill. So Neymar is able to pull the ball through pretty much three defenders, get across to the the six, and boom, goes in for the goal. And uh, Brazil's able to hold off for the the win, and then uh, in the Argentina, uh, Argentina three three no win over Ecuador. Uh, Messi free kick extraordinaire, extraordinaire is able to score another one, beautiful free kick. And uh, you know they play tonight against Colombia. Um, I feel like I feel like Messi's gonna have a game winner. How why, do you feel?
1: Why before? do you say it like that? I feel like hey, my, love. I feel. my name is Jeff. That's what you sound I'm like. My Jeff. My name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think messi will have another good game david dud also goes to a brazilian Gabriel jesus um i don't know what he was trying to do there but <laughs> basically <laughs> kick someone straight in the face with the studs uh i don't know
0: he- and that was a game against uh chile uh on friday um but yeah dude he, he goes up to get the ball and uh dude his i mean his it looked like an Anderson Silva kick. I think they put, the, you know, he was thinking the wrong kind of Brazilian style or something. I um, <laughs>
1: forgot what sport <laughs> he was playing.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He kicked the dude like right, pretty much like almost in the face. Um, but a studs up, horrible, straight red card. And, I mean, dude, Brazil was holding on for dear life in that game.
1: Yep, yep, I agree. But, guys, hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys enjoy the championships that are coming up this weekend. Hope uh, you enjoy the Gold Cup and uh, more of MLS action. Thank you, guys.
0: We love you long time to all our listeners.
1: Make sure you guys subscribe, like, follow on Facebook, follow on Twitter, and, and just join in on the conversation on Facebook.
0: Yeah, freaking losers. Peace. Just kidding. I love you guys. Peace. It's been real. It's been fun. But it hasn't been real fun. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out weekly. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out via email or on any of our social media platforms. Bye. Have a good week.